listening to Speech at Home, a podcast that offers tips and ideas for parents of children with speech and language disorders. I'm your host, Danica Federi, and I'm a speech and language pathologist. You're listening to episode four of Speech at Home, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to facilitate language using bubbles. So I really wanted to choose bubbles because I feel like it's something that most kids have. And if your kid doesn't have bubbles, they're super affordable. You can go to the store and buy a pack of them for a dollar. And kids find them to be really fun. I've played with a kid once and we played with bubbles for a whole hour and he didn't get tired of it. And in my therapy sessions, anytime I pull out bubbles, kids are running to pop them And so, yeah, kids just find bubbles to be really fun, and you can get them almost anywhere. And it's just something really simple that I felt like most people had in their homes. So it's something that you can do easily at home. So if your little one doesn't have much language, then this is the perfect episode for you. But before I talk about how to facilitate language using bubbles, I wanted to talk briefly about speech sounds. So kids acquire different sounds at different ages. There are some sounds that kids acquire sooner, which are our bilabial sounds, and these are sounds where we use both of our lips. So our B sounds, our P sounds, and our M sound. And I guess we can count W too. Um, And then on the other side of that, we have the more complex sounds that require a little more planning and they're harder to make. And these are these are our sounds like our R sound, our TH sounds, our J sounds, sounds like that. So when I'm working with kids that have little to no language, I like to introduce or teach words that begin with the bilabial sounds or words that contain bilabials. So again, bilabial sounds are some of our earliest developing sounds. And the bilabials I like to teach first are the M sound, the B sound, and the P sound. And the perfect activity to work on these sounds is bubbles. So when teaching language, we want to repeat and exaggerate sounds and words, and I like to narrate what I'm doing, what the kid is doing, and just talk about everything that's going around in the environment, or if you're reading books, just kind of talking about everything. So an example of narrating what we do is, for example, when we blow the bubbles, you would blow it, so you would go and then you would go pop when you pop one bubble. But like I said, we like to exaggerate and repeat sounds and words. So a better example of this would be me narrating what narrating what I'm going to do, doing it, and then narrating while I'm doing it. So kind of confusing, but let me give you an example. So I would go, time to blow bubbles. Ready? We're going to blow. And then we go, So we blow it and we go, blow bubbles, pop, 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 pop. So you can pop every single bubble and say pop while you're saying it. Because the more you expose them to it, the better chances it is for them to learn that word. For example, if we only expose them to the word pop one time during the whole activity, the whole five minutes we're doing bubbles, they're less likely to learn that word than if we repeated that word 30 times in the one minute. So it might feel a little ridiculous when you're doing it, or I know the first time I did it, I felt a little weird or kind of embarrassed, but um, it's really good to expose them to language repeatedly. And again, the 
The words that I like to start with are easier words, so the ones that contain the M sound, B sound, and P sound. So when we're doing bubbles, we can use the word more, we could use the word pop, we can use the word blow, bubble, and then we can talk about the size of the bubbles and use the word big. So again, an example would be, let's blow bubbles. Ready? Are you ready to pop bubbles? Okay, I'm going to blow. I'm going to blow a big bubble. And then you would blow it, and then you would go pop, 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 pop every time we pop a bubble. And then after you model this for them, you also want to give them some time to say it. So it's hard to not keep talking once you get into this, but I like to pause for a second and give them like a minute and just allow them to say any words if they want to say it. Because sometimes if we, we just keep talking and talking, we're not really giving them an opportunity to talk. So it's really important to give them some time to try to um, use their language. And if they don't, if they aren't saying anything, you can try to prompt them. So you can say, what should we do next? Should we do more? And then wait for them to say it. If they're still not saying more, you can give them a cue. So you can just make the first sound in the word and go, mm, and then point to your mouth. And if they still don't say it, that's okay. Um, you can just keep trying this and just continue what you're doing. And it's easy to get discouraged if your kid doesn't say it the first time or even the first day, but sometimes it takes a few days or weeks or even months. So don't get discouraged. Um, just keep trying. And again, if your child doesn't have much language, I would start by focusing on easier words, which are usually bilabial words. And remember, the more language they're exposed to, the better. So hopefully you learned something new this episode. Listen in next time to hear more tips and ideas for speech and language. And thank you for listening to Speech at Home.